It's good to have money and the things that money can buy. But it's good too to check up once in a while and make sure that you haven't lost the things that money can't buy. Words by George Lorimer. I hope you find life-changing values in today's episode. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, this is your operator. Welcome to The Address Booth, a show that will tackle issues based on the mind, soul, society and culture. Seat back, relax and welcome your host, Ian. There is a tremendous difference between money and the love of money. Now, in the Merriam-Webster dictionary, defines money as a medium of exchange for goods and or services. While one could barter to obtain the necessities of life such as food, shelter and clothing for most people, it is more efficient to use money. Now, worry over where the money is coming from has always been a widespread practice. Epicurus, the ancient philosopher, said that being rich did not end your worries, but just gave you different worries. A modern writer said, I know at last what distinguishes men from animals, and that is financial worries. This is not the whole picture, but it is a fact, and the fact of men being warriors of money is becoming more and more evident as prices continue to rise and taxes return to gobble up what inflation has not already devoured. All this negative thinking about money as being a cause of worry and hard to hold on to is based on the assumption that money is good and nice to have in sufficient quantities. Why worry about it or be concerned at its departures if it is not good? Christians have all the same complaints and so they too feel that it's good to have money and that it is a positive good. Why then is the most famous statement in the Bible about money that the love of money is the root of all evil? It is often misquoted as money is the root of all evil, but Paul does not intend to convey the idea that money is in itself evil in any way. It is the love of it and the greed and avarice and covetousness this leads to. That is the root of all kinds of evil. Failure to make this important distinction has led to many false attitudes based on this verse. 
Now here are some words that can be used to sum up money by an unknown poet. Money ain't everything people do claim, to which I offer a faint and timid objection, and beg him to name a few things that it ain't. It's comfort and shelter from wind and from rain, it's chicken that's still in the pot, it's doctors and nurses when you're in pain, what is there that money is not? Money ain't everything. Money won't buy happiness, optimists shout. Still, it will get you quite a lot that a guy cannot be happy without. It pays for the gas and the lights and the rent. It settles your bills at the store. Money ain't everything, but its percent is 99.54. Now, we might quibble with him on his percentage, but we must admit that even if money is not everything, it is plenty to all of us. Now, money can easily become the master of one's life, and that is why in spite of all the good things we can say about it, we must also take heed to the negatives and see that the love of it is the root of all kinds of evil. Many feel that Paul was simply stating a, a common proverb of his day. Now, Democritus said, Love of money is the metropolis of all evils. Psycholides put it, The love of money is the mother of all evils. Philo spoke of love of money which is the starting place of the greatest transgression of the law. What Paul says here, is not a special revelation from God, but a matter of observation which can be verified by men everywhere in the world. Now, from the biblical perspective, however, money is seen as a rival to God when it is loved. The love of God is the first commandment and whatever causes men to deviate from this is root from which every evil will spring. Love for God must be supreme and exclusive. Now, if money was evil in itself, it would be easy to avoid its danger, but it is a powerful force for good too, and that is where the problem lies. Hebrews 13 verse 5 and 6 says, Keep your life free from love of money, and be content with what you have. For he said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So we can confidently say the Lord is my helper. I will not fear what can man do to me. The prohibition here is the love of money. The problem is not money. It's how we love it. It's fixing our hopes and our affections on it. If you don't have money, if you're not attached to money with strong affection, then those other attitudes are going to take care of themselves. You are not going to cling to it. You are not going to cater to the people who have it. You are not going to find your pride and your security in it. You are not going to seek it first. And you are not going to hoard it. Now, money is very dangerous. It's like a gun. 
it can be used to kill an animal for food, it can be used to protect you against an invader, or it can be used to harm somebody, or even take a life. It's a dangerous thing and you go around as it were with money and you go around with a loaded gun by which you can accomplish good deeds or by which you can accomplish disaster. The issue is your affection, the issue isn't money, the issue is how you feel about money. Now we say the love of money is the root and by that I mean the source of all kinds of evil which become the branches and whatever is hanging on them on this metaphorical tree. The root is the love of money and it produces all kinds of evil. To give you the simple understanding of that, what I mean to say is that if you love money, there is usually nothing that can stop you in the pursuit of it and therefore it leads to all kinds of sin. Now here are some dangers to the love of money. The first is that it brings a sense of discontentment. Now Proverbs 31 verse 8 says, Give me neither poverty nor riches. Feed me with food that is my portion. Give me exactly what you and your sovereignty desire me to have. I don't want too much. I don't want too little. I have too much. I might be full and deny you and say, who is the Lord? And if I had too little, I might be in want and steal and profane the name of my God. So God, don't give me too much and don't give me too little. Give me what you want me to have with a contented heart. Now, it is not the man who has little, but the man who craves for more, that is poor. Words by Seneca. Now, secondly, money focuses on the temporal. Ecclesiastes 5 chapter 15 says, And as he came forth of his mother's womb naked, shall he return to go as he came, and shall take nothing of his labor which he may carry away in his hands. Now listen, if you spend your life in the love of money, you are pursuing what is locked in time and space and has no eternal value. In Matthew 6 said so pointedly, do not lay up for yourselves treasures on, your, on earth where moth and rust corrupts and thieves break through and steal but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust corrupt. Your thieves do not break through and steal, and then that truism for where your treasure is, that's where your heart is also. Now thirdly, the nature of money makes it dangerous because it's, it obscures the simplicity of life. Now, having food and clothes, and it is possible the word for clothes could also embrace the idea of shelter, the word can refer to that. So if we take it in the broadest sense, having nourishment, clothing, shelter, and the basic necessities of life, let us be satisfied. Now remember, the love of money 
is the metropolis of all levels. <laughs>